Hey everybody, it's the Summit Realty Group Podcast. Of course, I'm Blake Schreckeis, joined with my co-host. Nick Williams. We're the main host. I, I thought you uh, might not like that. Have we ever decided who's the main host? I know, host when I said co-host, I thought Co-partners. I'm going to get whiplashed afterwards. This is my show. <laughs> and uh, as you may have heard her giggling, we have a special guest, Tina Peterson, who is a lot of things, but the this owner. a lot of things. <laughs> Hey, I'll be all the things. Like, I'm good with that. She's she's something. (laughs) I actually know where I'm going with this. The owner of FNH Fitness? FNH Studio? Yeah, Fitness Studio. Fitness Studio, thank you. Um, Which everybody knows about. I mean, (laughs) screw you, first of all, because I had to buy a Peloton just because she couldn't make it to your classes all the time. (laughs) I love it. um, Can we guess what FNH stands for? I know. But do you know? Freaking hot girls on planes. Yes. There are males there too, just to make sure. They're yeah, also they're, hot. Yes. They're also yeah, they're, freaking hot. They're yes. real hot. Yeah. <laughs> really nice booties because that's what spin does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so before we dive into spin versus the uh, Tour de France and all that stuff, um, <laughs> let's talk about you. Sure. Who are you? Where'd you come from? Are you oh, from man. Are you from else? What's yes. the origin story? So I'm a local girl, North Pole, born and raised, mm. baby, and no mm. Poe. Um, and I pretty much grew up here and been an athlete my whole life. So like I knew college, I was going to go play ball. Um, I thought it was going to be basketball ever since third grade. Like I slept with my basketball. I thought I was going to the NBA cause that was before the <laughs> WNBA. I, I, I did too. I was like, we're just open today, sleeping with a coach and everything. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. That's how you get on the team. My eyes were like growing. <laughs> oh my God, what's happening? Nope, she actually said um, the basketball itself. By okay. basketball. Okay. Yeah, uh, like the actual ball. And um, and then honestly, like in, in high school, I decided volleyball was probably going to be my sport because I was uh, pretty tenacious on the court. So I was always bruised up. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go play volleyball. And... That's kind of where my journey started in college. I played um, in Southwest Oregon and then UAF my sophomore year. And then I graduated from Irvine in California. And I got my degree in exercise sports science with a minor in uh, physical education. Thought I wanted to be a gym teacher. Yeah. Like, let's got do all this. The gym education. Oh my gosh. I want to, uh, but honestly. Um, not be chunky, even though it's okay if they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and really help people live a fit and healthy lifestyle. And um, I started interning at a personal training studio in Newport Beach, California, Newport Coast area, and fell in love with it. And decided. I Newport too. Oh my army. gosh! I was like, I want to be an army because before you join the yeah. army as a lieutenant, you have like this wait period. Yeah. And mine was going to be eight months, and I was like, I'm oh, going to wow. be unemployed for eight months. I guess either a lot of drinking or something <laughs> right? else has to happen. So I was going yeah. to go to Newport and be a recruiter. Oh. And like you're from Virginia. Why do you want to come to California? And I literally the the guys on my phone were. I, girls hello like, why else like i'm from virginia <laughs> yeah Sorry, back to you no and cousins over there. newport is an incredible space especially for personal training mm-hmm. um you definitely have your target market there right so um right when i started training we were training um very affluent people professional athletes things like that so i really just got kind of thrown into like this crazy lifestyle and being from north pole it was culture shock i mean right. you're like Whoa, seeing celebrities walk in and you're training these people. It was um, a really. You're used to 20,000, now it's 20 million. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Million. I mean, it was really, really cool. But um, 
So I started my journey there and then uh, had my daughter Nia and it was not a good situation. Um, I was in a pretty abusive relationship and decided to come home and be with family. And so that's how I made it my way back to Alaska. Um, started how training. Hard was that? Yeah. Let's, let's say, yeah. Well, let's get real for, for sure. a second. Leave the comedy to the side here. For sure. Um, I got so many friends, female specifically, that, mm -hmm. that, that struggle with similar. And we don't yeah. want to pack too much for you, but like. Yeah. How did you find the strength and the courage to leave? Because yeah. too many people don't. Right? Yeah, right. yeah. These other women. Um, quite honestly, I think it was, if it was just me, I think I would have had a harder time. I hear that a lot. You know, getting out. Um, but having a young daughter, um, that's probably what gave me the strength to to leave that relationship. Mama bear came out. For sure. tougher than you would have been on your own. 100%. And... At that time, I didn't know I was in abuse. So I think that's the part people don't talk about abuse. It's the same as alcoholism, right? You gotta, you gotta right. say like, no, I'm just drinking every weekend. Well, like, well that's kind of a that's thing. Kind of a thing, like, right? You miss it when you don't have it. Like, right. all these excuse building and the same thing here is like a lot of people. Oh, it's not really abuse. He's just mean to me. It, right. We're not always talking about physical abuse either. Just for people right. on record, there's there's emotional abuse, neglect. There's a bunch of other ways for that sure. That relationship. So. Um, Good. Good yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and awesome. my parents are so incredibly supportive, mm -hmm. you know, and they were always wondering, like, how does Tina attract these kind of people? Like, how is yeah. this even a thing? Because I actually had a really fantastic, healthy um, upbringing. So, um, yeah, it just was interesting how that can that can happen. And I've been a volleyball coach for years and years, and I've always shared those stories with my kids because yeah. they're like, coach, you were in something like that so it makes it a little bit more real um and, and knowing that, that it's just something that happens to other people right right or like i think there's this connotation like you're weak it's not though. no it's some of the strongest humans you know get into these situations so just because um, you're in a car accident doesn't mean you're a bad driver right and right it's the same thing totally wrong place wrong time wrong people yeah yeah but, for sure but it's great because that is part of who you are that is part oh, of yeah. the origin story that for makes sure. you this strong independent woman yep. that you're known for here in fairbanks yeah yeah so where the story go after that you okay so home. i moved back home everybody would see that as a setback yeah yeah it, it was hard um i moved in with my parents for a little bit in that transition and i started training in my parents garage because right when i moved back people are like we want to hire you. We want you to start personal training that's again, great. right? Yeah, like just great. naturally, it just kind of a, always. So were you, um, you had been personal training here first or before? No, you no I California started in Newport Beach, that's California. But yeah. when I when I came back, they just knew people knew yeah. that well, I was a trainer. Media, as old as we are. Still yeah, and there's word the on the street, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I really feel like it's word on the street. Like mm -hmm. right when you start moving home things just start kind of falling into place and that's how it's always happened for me in business it's not like a a thought it's almost like oh i'm fulfilling this need and then it just blows up it's kind of how it's always worked for me so i was training in my parents garage and my mom was having to sweep every time people were coming over and she's like tina and then i got a contract at the hospital somehow i don't even know how that happened where i was training employees and we were sprinting hallways and doing all the things. Oh. And then, um, where did I go after that? I think then I started uh, managing at Anytime Fitness over there. And, um, well, no, I was training, what's that hair place? Uh, team Cutters. 
Team Cutters. Um, they the have a they have a basement, and I was training a huge group of ladies down there years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and then I started uh, managing at any time because I was like, I can't. Which is now Red Strength in mm -hmm. your guys's building, yeah. right? Yeah, right downstairs. I was sitting there thinking, like, where is Anytime? I it, thought you took over because I thought Anytime was over in Shoppers Mall Forum. Oh, yeah. But no, no really. uh -uh. Right no, nope. they were, yep, Red Strength came in. Um, and they're awesome, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I love them. But so I started managing there. And then. And that's um, not what she said off mic. I was just saying. She said Red Strength sucks. F and H is the only way to go. <laughs> yeah. She's being nice, guys. No, I'm joking. <laughs> she is a huge fan of Planet Fitness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only, only place to be. I actually do work out at Planet Fitness. <laughs> I'm a fan of any gym that's servicing clientele and taking care of a huge need in here. Like, really, I, I am, like, game for, hey, we need more options. I like, I'm more, okay with all of that, right? I, like, like, I think, I think, well, if you look at how small these gyms are, and that's not shaming yeah. the gyms, it's the spaces yeah. that we have yeah. available for them. Yeah. I mean, we have two CrossFit gyms. We have two kind of fitness yeah, gyms. Yeah. You got one, two strength gyms, and then you got your auxiliaries. You got, you know, uh, F and H. Yeah. Um, I forgot the other one. Uh, uh, oh, it's off the top of my head now. But there's like three or four other little yeah. um, boutique style. Boutique yeah. Style. Yeah. You know, we don't have like you go to lower forty, you drive down a road, and you'll see. You have everything. Gyms totally. And bar classes and orange factor and yeah it's, it's, it's almost yeah. Like restaurants. well if you yeah. think of um it Which reminds me of starbucks is when he started starbucks he wanted it to be that third place like you have work mm -hmm. you have home and then you have starbucks mm -hmm. is kind of his ideal yeah like it, if you think of it in that fashion everyone probably you know unless you have something at home yourself like a lot of people need that third space for the workout or whatever it would be yeah. And um, so if you look at that and you looked at the total population, which we don't have a ton of people here, there's not enough space. Grand. Yeah, but there's not enough space. Yeah, <laughs> there's not enough space in the gyms we have for all of them. And, it, you know, again, it's supply mm -hmm. and demand. Not everybody's going to the gym, but it'd be great if you can Very go out. Yeah, it could be. Should It'd be, be mm -hmm. nice if you go out and there's going to be a gym within a few miles of where you live because that was my biggest thing. Yes. I'm training at home now, which I love. But like even the drive, I had one that was only like a 10 minute drive, and it was still like uh, it's a deterrent, uh, right? Yeah, like yeah. fitness has to be accessible. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. and I think that that's part of it, and I, mean, I think that that's why there's a need for. That's what we're lacking on the north side of town. We, we get everything's towards airport and South Cushman. Yeah, or mm -hmm. like, uh, the Van Horn area. We have very little on the north side of town. We have. Very isn't little. there a north side? What's that north? That's right. Yeah, he's right over off of Pegger. That's my friend Matt. We actually went to elementary school. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. We do cool. also have um, on the Steese over there the um, TaylorMade Fitness. Yep. So you got. Yep. You got a few. And that's yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah super. So we are super awesome. It's getting stuff, better. I mean, I know for when sure. I first showed up here. It was You're like, what do I do? Three gyms. I mean, RN was small <laughs> yeah. in North Pole. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tiny. I love RN now. Yeah. You cool. were in North Pole for yeah. a little bit. That's where I started. Yeah. Down there uh, by the laundromat. Yep. Let's back out. Let's. Are you there yet? I'm always backing up. Okay. Okay. So you were at any time. So yeah. No. Okay. Go ahead. You were you were at any time. You said. Oh yeah. Okay. I was at any time. So we get the full timeline. Yep. Oh, and in there somewhere, I met my husband, and we had a son, and so then I quit work for a while to stay home. I like to stay home with my kids for couple years when they're little um was ready to get back into the workforce because i definitely i love being a mom like i i truly love it but i love service so i love helping people yeah. i it really fills me up um so i had a really hard time staying home yeah. you know and some people are just built for it mm -hmm. um and i'm just not that person i mean i loved it and i was super grateful that i was able to have that time but i was like okay i'm ready to like jump back in it and um, there was a opening at Fort Wainwright 
as a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor. And it was a step sideways. And I don't typically take steps sideways. I'm usually like next step type of human. But for me, just to get back into working, you know, it was a it was a good gig. Um, so I got hired. The same day I got hired, I got fired because they went on a hiring freeze. And I was bawling <laughs> because I was like, oh, my God, I totally put myself out there. Like I took a step sideways. This wasn't like a, you know, anything new or different. And I was like, it's time. I'm ready to open my own studio. Is this like 13, 14, 15? What, 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 where are we now? Gosh, I'm so bad with time. Like it all kind of jumbles together and memories are hard. Um, <laughs> it was easier when I was like, oh, well, I was in there for that, that state for these three yeah. years. Yeah. So was during that three year period. Yeah. yeah. I've only been here for eight years. Oh, gosh. Like, was that 2016 or yeah. So or I opened my uh, studio in 2013. So it was probably like 2000. 11 or 12 and in there somewhere too i was coaching the north pole varsity volleyball program and i took over the middle school to build that program um so I'll pause there so that's where yes. she meets my wife yes okay. or my wife meets her however you want to say so yeah. my wife was in high school uh so was i at the time but um doing volleyball yeah. and i did not know shelby then but i really wish i had because the volleyball shorts I know. Like, I, I wanted to talk about those. So, so every, it's inappropriate now because we're out of high school. But when I was in high school is what I mean to say. Every sport has a uniform that's tailored to the sport, right? So volleyball you, is just like volleyball is okay. just like. I, I get the I get the full T-shirt, but then the short short I totally get it. You know what's cool now is like they're allowing kids to wear full like like uh, Lululemon leggings. pants or like That's leggings, which is yeah. really cool because it, I think it just makes volleyball a little bit more uh, accessible yeah. because a lot of girls did not play because of the because spandex. Of the yeah, I can yeah like yeah. truly. Um, sword because the reason I went to volleyball games was because, <laughs> because of the shorts. Yeah. I mean, spandex are great too, like full leggings, you know, but yeah, that's the whole thing. But that's where uh, you guys yeah. met for the first time. Again, I didn't know my wife at that time, so I didn't know Tina until I'll come in later in the story because I have a funny story about that as well. But um, anyways, yeah, so you're doing that and then you start your gym or yeah. get that. Yeah, I put my business plan together. Um, I had to get funding. Did and you always want to own a business or is this like something um, that kind of just occurred to you over time? I always kind of wanted to own a gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I felt like, yeah, I could what probably do this. What you want to go down that entrepreneur route? What was some of your early life inspiration? Mm -hmm. Did you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Yeah. My grandparents, um, they came here and they homesteaded a bunch of farmland and they farmed the land in North Pole. So, you know, where like Sangria and all those wine mm -hmm. roads are, that was all their farmland. So they moved up here and did that. And then they owned Hawks Farm and Garden Center. Mm -hmm. And now my aunt and uncle own it. So yeah, I've seen entrepreneurship. Um, my mom is also like very entrepreneurial. She always has been. She went back to college in her forties and like, she's just a very high performer in that way. So I think, um, I don't think I have, have ever had like an exact thought like, oh, this is who I'm going to be. It just kind of like manifested mm -hmm. um, for me. And I knew that I could bring something different that nobody had ever seen before. Um, I definitely am a visionary. I'm not great with the nuts and bolts. Like I'm not a great day to day. I'm more of like I can see the huge picture and I could see what it could be. Mm -hmm. So what can it can be a pro and a huge con in business um, because then you got to find your nuts and bolts person because mm -hmm. this girl ain't it. Mm -hmm. But um, so, yeah, I think that I just kind of fell into it. It, it like and once I make a decision, it's over like it's happening. It's got to be 100%. Oh, I'm like all in. Mm -hmm. So right when I have the thought I'm, I'm going to have my own gym, um, I just started hustling, put together my business plan 
and then I just started searching for space and I was driving to go coach middle school volleyball over in North Pole and I drove by Forbes Laundry and I saw this space on the back of it. I was like, what is that? I get in my car or I get out of my car. I'm peeking in the windows. I go and run down the lady that's working the laundry. I'm like, who owns this building? You know, and she's like, oh, they're not looking. I'm like, no, who owns it? I got his email. All he had was an email. His name was Ross Adkins, super incredible engineer. Anyways, um, and I made it happen. Uh, nothing ever like happened for me. Everything I've done, I've made happen. I've seeked, I've worked and made things, you know, happen. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. So yeah, then I opened uh, North Pole within two years. I think I had already expanded. I don't know. In that space, probably. Okay, so pause again. I don't so know. my wife you now, now I'm back into yeah, <laughs> to to my story because all about me. No, um, so Shelby at the time, my wife yes. is working at Sunrise Coffee Hut. She is uh, was in volleyball at that time, not doing anything actively. Um, she would say about herself, I would say, she was out of shape. And Tina comes through and is like, "Hey, I'm starting a gym. This is how she tells it. At least you may have a different side. Yeah. Um, you should be a personal trainer." Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it happened all in one conversation. Shelby comes home and she's like, "That was crazy. I don't know what made her say that." And in my <laughs> mind, my memory is like, within a few hours, she's like researching, um, getting certified to become a personal trainer. So again, it's probably longer than that, but. Yeah, um, gets certified, whips herself into shape, and is like raring to go. I don't know over a few months, and then yeah. at that time you're getting the gym set up. We're doing the like sheetrock mudding and stuff. I remember yes. you were buying bikes for the spin. Yeah. Um, so spin was kind of Shelby's thing. Yeah. Um, and it was, as far as I know, the first spin that was in the area. Am I wrong about that? The only other place that was doing it was the Alaska Club. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Um, so that was a really big deal. I remember. Um, She's going through a routine. <clears throat> She's like, hey, can you do this with me? We had like two bikes at home, I guess. I don't know if we borrowed them from you. I can't remember. Probably, I was like, yeah. yeah. So to practice, I was like, sure thing. I was in decent shape at the time. And I get like halfway through and I said, I don't like it. <laughs> I like jump off. And it made her so mad. I remember I was frustrated because, you know, when you're just doing something, I was like, "Not this is not fun. And I wish I'd push through because she was like, I can't believe you did that. Now, anyways, um, it was quite the experience. But well, I'll tell you yeah. my first story with your interaction because I hated you the first time I met you too. Uh, <laughs> we were in front of Salty's. I don't think I met you. No, we weren't. Yeah. It wasn't Salty's. I think it was Tap House. Yeah. Uh, for one of the uh, oh, Labelle's Tap House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rides. yeah. And same thing. All these girls that have been doing spin for years talk me into it. Oh, like, the first oh, we'll time just, is rough. We'll go and we'll just have fun and we'll buy a bike and you know it's for charity. It's gonna be yeah. great. Yeah. So I'm like, sure, let's go do it. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, it's an hour long. I can ride a bike for an yeah. hour. It's not yeah. a big deal. Not knowing what spin is, yeah. Right? There's yeah. there's there's rhythm and yeah. other things that go along with it. And after about grown a lot ten too, yeah. minutes, my groin is killing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, when can I sit? I'm dripping sweat. It's been ten minutes. Yeah, I got fifty more to go. And I look around and uh, I go into kind of a blackout. And I just kind of just keep riding. <laughs> Next thing I look up, I'm about halfway through, and I notice everybody else is just tapping on and off. Like yeah. anytime you're tired, somebody just switches you on and off. I thought I had to be on the bike for the full hour. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, they weren't supposed like, to be doing that, like but team, obviously team they were like, they were like, like okay, let's yeah. just. Let's I was like, back corner. I wasn't up front. Yeah, like yeah. Guys, so. They were like, yeah. some. I was like, what did I just sign up for? There's like a huge curve because I, I did end up doing more, and, and just to redeem myself, I was okay um, pushing through. Um, but anyways, the one of the funniest things when we were setting up the bikes, you'd bought them, 
and the pedals on one of them weren't like uh, 180 degrees from each other, so they were close together. (laughs) And so it was like galloping on a horse, if you can imagine. Your feet are kind of together. And uh, I should dig that video. We have a video somewhere. Yeah, me riding that Uh, thing. Back in the day, you know what's interesting? I'm like, I went to um, play it again. I love play it again. They've hooked me up and helped me with so much equipment. Getting equipment here is really tough. It's one of the biggest struggles. Um, Oh my gosh. But, I bought these commercial grade bikes. Those were the first ones. Well, they didn't sell. I mean, there wasn't like a whole lot of equipment back in the day. No, I mean, back wasn't. in 2013, you had slim pickings. Yeah. So we bought these commercial bikes. And I remember one time, um, Sean had put new pedals on all the bikes, right? And I'm going to teach a class. I'm teaching class and a pedal falls off. Oh, man. Teach a class, another pedal falls off. Thank God he was there. So he just grabbed tools. It was like... As people were riding. Pedal, totally. Yeah, I mean, quite literally, it on started... On guy. It was like, you know... It was so fun. And we weren't there for very long. Uh, yeah. We ended up moving after a year or two. Um, but looking back... And I, again, it wasn't me, it was my wife, but being a part of like a starting business, being scrappy, you had six bikes when you first started, which yeah. I was like, is this going to be enough? Because it's only five people in a class. And it was like, again, just to see the things grow. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you expanded to a new space. You got a ton of bikes. There was like 30 or 40 when we How left. How many bikes you got now? Well, I have a hundred. I, I finished with 110, but now I'm selling them because <laughs> I opened Anchorage. I had three locations at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we just have one location. So, you yeah. know, I've got 110. Well, now I've sold, it was really cool. I sold 15 or 20 to the Fairbanks Association mm-hmm. uh, Hockey. So they're doing, and they've been spinning Good with us. And, and stuff so like they that do, too, yeah. oh, I'm, like yeah, I'm really excited yeah. that my equipment's going to like, you know, local. local. That's what that, I like. That's You're not incredible. shipping it back to California. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and that, that story about Shelby. So let me just put in a little plug for Shelby. The reason why I recruited her is because she's one of the smartest, she was one of the smartest um, young adults that I had known and coached. Also on that, she was one of the scrappiest Mm -hmm. and she was very coachable. So I knew I could coach her. Yeah. You know, and I think that's when, when you have new personal trainers coming in, they have to be willing to learn. Yeah. You know, and they have to be coachable. Mm-hmm. And they have to do all the things that you're yeah. telling them because you're dealing with people's health and safety, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, she was incredible. She was awesome. She, she, yeah. she still is. But I know. I'm like still trying to recruit her. Well, I'm like, so are you ready to come back <laughs> to personal training? I think she would in some manner, to be honest. But um, Tina has a very unique skill of getting people hyped up and like raring to go on things. So here's my little plug for me. So she, we're involved. <laughs> all about Blake. It's all about Blake all the time. And she's like, you should get, I don't, again, don't remember the exact conversation. You should get insanity certified. Do you remember the insanity? Oh, oh my God. I, I forgot you got this. Yes. And yeah. I was like, yeah, Tina, I will. That's a great idea. I don't want Anyways, I was all pumped. We literally have to fly down to Anchorage for like certification. We're doing, um, I had gone full vegan at that time. I was 140 pounds. I was about to say, looking at you now, I'm like, yeah, dude, you can do it. But I gotta, I keep forgetting intentionally, I think, that you used to be like a bucko five. Here's, here's the thing. I was <laughs> so unbelie- athletic. Unbelievably If you guys shredded, have you seen The so Bug's Life, ripped. Blake used to be the stick bug. Yeah, yeah. Now we might be the caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> kind of feeling like caterpillar. But no, so yeah, I was, that was appropriate for me at that weight, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I remember doing like, we would, we'd be training, doing insanity at home. I was eating apples and I was like about to pass out. 
<laughs> it's like, oh my God. So we go do the training. I need some protein. Yeah, I get certified down in Anchorage. That's like I was right. all in. And then like, I think I may have done one class. And I remember like afterwards thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> So that's just I all to say that Tina's really good about and she I has am. this gravitational pull of like getting you excited, which is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a negative thing, yeah, yeah. but uh, it was just kind of funny because I was like, this is totally like I'm, I do love fitness and I love doing that stuff. But it was like so out of my, my wheelhouse. Well, insanity is insane. Yeah, like, yeah, but was, I totally forgot I recruited you to do that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that was back in the day where we were just teaching all different sorts of. Just trying stuff. All the things. Just trying stuff. Yeah. Like what what's gonna stick and Well that's the thing too about fitness is like it's often related back to this cultish community, yeah. right? CrossFit's yeah. the one everyone's like, oh you're in the CrossFit cult. But the thing is it gets so much enthusiasm because you know, you feel better, you feel mm-hmm. accomplished. Even if you have a bad workout, you still did a workout, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um the endorphins are like drugs. You mm-hmm. can get addicted to them, right? Mm-hmm. So I love how people are always like negative, like, ah, you're in a cult. But then the people in the cult I'm like, yeah, so what? Like it, we're having fun. We're we're getting better. I'm around Drink cool Kool-Aid, people. Baby. I, yeah. found, I found my third spot. You know, like you yeah. said, work, home. home. Cult. This is my no. favorite Cult. place, Colt, right? And, and not to call you that, but like you have a following. Yeah. Like, yeah. So so talk about you know the the community that FNH has you know the cultish community that you've created <laughs> yeah. with these these mostly ladies, but there's men that yeah. you know just oh, yeah. thrive with your support. Yeah, I mean, I I think starting in North Pole. Um, it's funny when I went in to get some financing to open a gym, you know, I told them, I was like, people are going to drive from Fairbanks. And I was like, they drive to Pagoda. Mm-hmm. They're going to come and drive. And, and they were just looking at me like this girl is smoking something like mm-hmm. there, there's no way people are going to drive from Fairbanks to North Pole to work out. At Fairbanks people morning, yeah. don't go to North Pole. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's just a thing, right? Yeah. And um, so quickly, skeptic, but I'd, I'd probably be you know unintelligently on that board too. Oh, they like, oh totally. Yeah. And um, gosh, I, I think maybe within like the first year, I, I I honestly don't know. I would have to put together a timeline, but we expanded so quickly, mm-hmm. and we would have wait lists and wait lists, and we would have people drive all the way from Fairbanks mm-hmm. that were on the wait list mm-hmm. and just sit there and hope somebody didn't show up. Crazy. We would have bike fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, people would fight over the bikes. That's so fight cool. with bikes. That's so no, cool. I mean, we had people leave <laughs> crying because they didn't get their bike that they wanted. Oh, Anyways, man. it was like a whole thing. And so, yeah, it expanded huge. But I also think it was because we were doing cycling different. Mm-hmm. Nobody had done cycling that the way that we were doing it. It was yeah. fun. It was rhythmic. It was dancing on a bike, mm-hmm. um, which typically spin was just like grind time, throw up, like that type of thing. Yeah. But I wanted to bring a little bit. Di- so once I started teaching and, and learning, um, I kind of started to create the, my own thing. And then Alicia, who's been with me from the very beginning, she's my cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, she would not come to my spin class. She's like, I've been to spin. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I was like, please come. And she came and she smiled the whole time. And she said, that was not spin. Whatever you're doing in your brain, you need to write it down. And so then I had to start to figure out, okay, what do I do? What do we do? call this? What, how what do is do it? it? And how, how do I sustain structure it? it? Mm-hmm. And so then we came up with a certification. So we started to take all of our instructors through these certs so that they were teaching the way that I wanted them to um, teach. And we still do that today. It's called Culture Ride. 
Um, and I thought at one point maybe that was going to be my franchise. Like maybe I was going to do that. But... The Soul Cycle um, uh-huh. is a big one. That's now. what I was just about to yes. ask. For. What's the big one in California? Yes, that everybody... Soul Cycle. That was... It was coming out right at around yeah. that that time too. So yeah. what you start to learn in fitness is it can become like a spiritual experience too. Yeah. It could be very. So if you can Talk tailor to anybody your class, that runs marathons, so they'll, they'll oh agree gosh, with you. Like totally. it's a spiritual it's thing. It's meditative. Mm-hmm. It's so incredible for your emotional and spiritual health. I'll tell you about hunting. I told you about this. It's my church. Like yeah. it's yeah. climb up the mountain. I hate it, and then I get to the top, and I'm like at peace. It yeah. was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we gotta yeah. climb back down, shaking with fear. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick, I got a guy down south. We'll tan goat hide for 150 bucks. How much you tan yours for? That's the best tangent. Yeah. <laughs> we went up on. Okay, I love this. <laughs> I don't remember. I gotta go back. And okay, you'll have to look. I want to say mine was somewhere around there, somewhere between 100. Okay, make sure you guys oh, release okay. this this information for everybody. I know. So I know. It's really busy. I know. We'll see how the tanning goes. <laughs> Get it back. And okay, like, that's yeah, not even my hide. That's let's a deer just make hide. Sure it's the good reason quality. Blake brought that up is because he's working on his own personal spin bike and he's got like a leather seat he's working on. He's got he, he's got he's got sheep sheep horns on front of it. Riding, it's just a little hey, ram on the that's front. That's a whole thought. Hey, we're going to go Alaska. What we're going to do is take F&H, and we're going to take taxidermy. And just crush yeah. them together. Yes. Yeah. we got people fighting over the moose bike. <laughs> I'm going to be on the back on the goat bike. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, actually. That would be um, so cliche. Only bag. men only men, and only in camo in their hiking boots. Like, they, when they're training to hey. to go out on a hunt, that would be oh, hilarious. So limited funny. limited time only. <laughs> only, only. let's see, uh, July and the first week of August. <laughs> that's, yep, get ready for season. Then the women get it all back while we're all gone. Yeah, there you, you know go. what's funny? We've actually had men come in and, and get ready for sheep hunts and stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, cycling is incredible. Or they will even wear, like, my brother would come and wear a pack, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and stuff like that just Seriously. to get just to get prepared for hunting. I'll but. tell you, the I don't quit things very frequently. Um, I've climbed Mount Rainier. I've, I've done war. I've done all these cool things, right? Mm-hmm. Me and Jewel went to Denali Park on our mountain bikes, mm-hmm. and we just went to ride from the gate, you know, that little gate where they won't let you drive anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you've been to Denali, guys, it's just a, it does, it's not an intimidating hill, but it's a long, steady climb, never ending climb. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're sitting there with our bikes. We just drove down to Denali. We're stoked. We just had a, a burger at uh, the Monterosa, and we're ready to go. We made it maybe 200 yards. Oh, man. And we are dead <laughs> I, i'm getting off the bike and pushing it and i'm like this hill isn't we're not even halfway up the hill oh, and there's yeah. a false summit i know oh, that because i've taken God. the bus past this point yeah at a point we turned around and that's when jewel started getting into cycling more because yeah. she never wanted to feel that defeat yeah. again and yeah, i about hard. threw my mountain bike away it is you're like i'm, I'm done with it it is one of those things we rode uh, we did a three mile ride um for the first time I've ridden a bike in a long time this mm-hmm. last summer with my wife and my butt, like it was flat. Oh, so I wasn't yeah. like unbelievably tired, but it's one of those things that you've got to like get back into shape. But I was like road cyclist master for many years ago. <laughs> so I was like pretty disappointed. And that's what I need to do. I need to take the uh, uh, Bankstown episode yeah. and mix it with this one and get like an adjustable <laughs> seat that fits my tailbone and, and get well, the right length. I do want to say. fitting yeah. to the bike is important, it right? It really is. Yeah. A lot of people think yeah. that they're one size fits all and you jump no, on them and they don't uh-huh. do any of the adjustments. Yeah. yeah. So for people at home, what are some of the adjustments that, like, basic adjustments you think they should do that might, get on their because the pain bike. is the reason people quit, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my tailbone hurts or, you know, I'm sore the next day. The soreness, that's that's mental weakness, guys. But um, <laughs> with the actual pain, like my, I got a problem with yeah. my IT band, yeah. right? And yeah. so I figured out if, if I, actually extend my bottom leg mm-hmm. fully mm-hmm. that's where i should be at your leg should be fully extended at the bottom and riding bikes as kids you I never literally, fully extend your leg yeah. no i have to say this is a little bit of a tangent too i just 
discovered how to do an IT band release. Have you heard how to do this? No. It is uh, it sounds excruciatingly painful. They basically lay on your side and you run the your flat part of your elbow uh -huh. up that IT band from the knee to the That's hip. What my massage therapist does. Me. Okay. I, it yeah. Got to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've right heard in it. a blanket. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, you could definitely foam roll it too. Yeah. I mean, you know Same what thing. I mean? Yeah. That, yeah. That, that it, it's pretty pressure. much self myofascial uh, release with the elbow or with the foam roll. You know, it's all relative. Painful. Yeah. So how should people sucks. adjust their bikes to ride more? Um. So no, you're good. I think the biggest thing is when you're standing next to your bike having the bike at the top of your iliac crest which is like that hip bone mm -hmm. like the top of your hip bone when people set up their bike they, they usually think it's like your hip like mm -hmm. the hip part but it's actually the top of the your hinge. hip they think like, it's the yeah hinge, it's not right? it's the top of your iliac crest like mm -hmm. your pelvis bone mm -hmm. so when you put your arms or your hands on your hips that thing that you exactly. grab onto when you're all a little pissed off that, exactly that's that part that's such a great okay i'm mm -hmm. gonna start using that that's such a great verbal cue you looked at me when um, i said that like i come into his office with my hands on my <laughs> hips uh, we need to talk so Nick. <laughs> you said i'm the co-host today <laughs> so when you're hitting the bottom of your pedal stroke there should just be like a very slight bend in the knee you don't want to hyper extend the knee but there's like right. a slight bend and then um handlebar to seat kind of like how far that is Forward it's typically back. yeah um from the top of your tip of your middle finger to your elbow because that's typically how long your femur is that makes sense so you know that's da vinci would be so proud of us with the yeah. uh what is it the infinity man no, I call uh, it the wrong name, but you don't know. Vitruvian. Vitruvian. Yeah. I have no idea what you guys. Like are the naked guy that stands like this and like this. Anyway, the whole idea of Da Vinci was like all men are. Oh, what are you talking all about? He has a drawing of man. Drawing. Oh, like the, you said Da Vinci, like the artist. Yeah. I yeah. was like, you guys have no. I have it's no idea what you just yeah. said. Yeah. yeah he drew <laughs> the Vitruvian yes, man. Yes. Yes. Made yes, by yes. Da Vinci, okay. talking about the different proportions uh -huh. that humans have versus mm -hmm. different things. Anyways. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, okay, <laughs> so like, I, I apologize for that. <laughs> Sorry, I totally had a moment there. Um, yeah, so. So you started business. the cycling. You have yep. the culture ride. Yeah. Correct? So we, okay. and then you know, throughout business, I um, started small, but I expanded way too quickly. So mm -hmm. I always tell people like, start small, dream big, mm -hmm. um, but you don't have to expand super quickly. Mm -hmm. So we expanded so quickly. I think within a couple of years, we opened a second location in Fairbanks, um, and then two years after that, Anchorage, mm -hmm. right? And the reason why I would say grow slow is because you have to have the right people to be able to grow. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have those people. So if I wasn't there, I wasn't able to monitor what was happening in other studios, which was extremely detrimental to my businesses, mm -hmm. right? And my business. Um, so just some business advice, like I was, I'm a doer and I like to just keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And honestly, at that point in my life, I wasn't the healthiest. Um, I was finding validation from helping people. And so I just thought I could help the whole world. And I'm one person, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I had to really uh, get well, because your, your business is a reflection of your mental health and of you. So I had to really get healthy. Um, I have an incredible therapist that the last couple of years has really helped guide me through why I do the things I do. And, you know, I've had to really look internal because I've had a lot of failure, which is the only way to grow and learn. And I like, I have no problem with failure, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty, like, failure adverse. Like, it doesn't bother me if I fail. It doesn't bother me. And I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong or when I fail. And I failed a lot. I failed a lot in business, um, especially in the fitness industry. But um, at this point in my career, um, well, when I opened Anchorage, I will preface this, too. 
you what we were kind of talking earlier and you asked if I had to relocate and I, I did. I was flying from Fairbanks to Anchorage and teaching in both places. So I was here with my kids and my um, family for three days a week and then I flew to Anchorage for four. And I did that for a week for almost a year. And it was super tough. I mean, it was just, I was not That's happy. That's your elite status very quickly. So oh, yeah. I'm still MVP. Here. I'm like, how am I still MVP? That was like <laughs> two flights a week. Yeah. I'll like, do it to you. I mean, and so I ended up, buy, we um, bought a home in Eagle River. And so um, it was right before school. Uh, before This was before COVID. And the kids were going to start school that week. And they were leaving. They were driving out. And I just called and I said, you guys have to move here. I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I got my kids enrolled in school in a day. We got them in school oh, and yeah. um, we lived there for two years. Then COVID hit. We That's rolled different. right into virtual. We delivered 110 bikes over the state in one day. And we had everybody set up in virtual in like 48 hours, 24 hours. I don't think we missed a class. And our, one time our roof fell down and I had us in, I found a new space and had us up and running in two days. You know what I mean? It's like, you just, you just got to figure it out. You just, you just Reminded me of, um, you know, the battle of Thermopylae, the 300 Mm -hmm. like Spartans. Yeah. They warned that they'd, uh, have to fight in the shade because they, how many arrows they have. Mm -hmm. We'll fight in the shade and kind of thing. Like, yeah, Yeah. the roof's down hell. We're having outdoor class today. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or whatever. Yeah. Well, we didn't have power. My brother brought over a generator and we did class that way. Can we hook up a static? generator yeah. for all the bikes yeah. to have you power yeah the well we try i actually asked the engineer that owned that north pole building um yeah, i was like can we do back into the grid. yeah like how can we and he actually did research on could it light up the yes but but the he cost. said it would take so much to anyways it didn't end up working out a nerdy engineer you hit on something and 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 yeah you know we can we can dig into it or we can glaze over it but yeah. Um, mental health in entrepreneurship yep. and businesses. Yeah. Um, you know, the, we'll throw out the big statistic everybody hears. Every business in America, three to five years, that's mm-hmm. the failure rate. If you make mm-hmm. it five years, three to five years, you're, you're kind of bulletproof. You've weathered it. You should have a business that can sustain time. But so many businesses fail. So many people fall into depression, bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses blow up and then die. Mm-hmm. Um, so... How did you cope? Because you, you talked about your abusive relationship, uh, long distance parenting, uh, mm-hmm. overcoming adversity with COVID, roof collapses. Um, you know, skipping forward a little bit, right? You, you you mentioned you have three locations, but you also mentioned a few minutes ago you're down to one now. So yeah, all of these changes yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this isn't this is your business, but this is also your bread and butter, your life, what you've created. I would say another one of your children. Mm-hmm. How do you yeah. deal with that? How and and what? is different about you than everybody else that makes you thrive in this where other people might quit or run away. Yeah, Hopefully I think I just gave you enough vomiting. Yeah, and no, and that's interesting. Um, I think because most people would have quit put in your situation, yeah. dealt with yeah. what you've dealt with. They wouldn't have thrived like you do. So something yeah. is different about you. Maybe yeah. not one off unique, but definitely mm-hmm. rarer in society than than common. Yeah, I think um, trauma can be an incredible thing too. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I have an ability to compartmentalize and probably disassociate, which, you know, if you're in a really healthy space, it would be hard to deal with the amount of crisis that I've had. Um, But I've been able to weather that crisis because, um, you know, having traumatic events happen suck and it's terrible. But also there's beautiful gifts and you have superpowers. 
I definitely believe that that gave me superpowers, superpowers to be able to exactly what I was going to pivot to. There's something be no resilient. superhero ever got their superpower <laughs> by like just walking yeah, down no. a park. Road you have to go through hard things, sunset. right? You got to yeah. get bit by a radioactive yep. spider, or your mom's yep. got to get murdered in the streets. You know? Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, no one's mom's getting murdered. <laughs> but that's the Batman story, if you didn't know. Yeah. All right. Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, so, like, okay. Excuse me. So. Now we're kind of at the peak of your business, right? Yeah. 2020. You got three mm-hmm. locations. You've grinded. You've built this empire throughout Alaska. Mm-hmm. What happened next? Uh, well, I closed North Pole, thank God, before COVID. So I didn't have to manage three businesses mm-hmm. with all of uh, the COVID stuff going on. Um, Anchorage was really tough. We were having different uh, procedures weekly. Different governments, too. Yep. Right? You got to keep that in mind. Like, yep. Fairbanks and Anchorage are the two largest cities in the least populated state in America. (laughs) Together, we probably have like 800,000 people, but Anchorage has 700,000. We have 100,000 and we're separated by about, I don't know, 500 miles. Right. So there's, there's cultural differences just between these small towns. Oh, for sure. If you will. For sure. But, um, so COVID came and, uh, which one was easier to operate in Fairbanks or Anchorage? Fairbanks, hands down. down. In COVID or during COVID, we had the COVID police come and measure how far our bikes bikes were apart. Um, it was a lot more stringent there. So it was a lot harder to do business there. And we had to wear masks while spinning for a year for a year. I tend to avoid the mask conversation just because I was such yeah. a big baby about it. I didn't complain publicly about it, <laughs> but I hated wearing a mask. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. Oh, it's them. super hard when you're working when out. You're so we had to change hard. the way we were working out. Mm-hmm. I had to really talk to my trainers about we're going to shorten classes. Um, we have to give water breaks. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, just all these things that you had to roll into it. Also, um, as a performer on stage, people not being able to see your face was very tough. Mm-hmm. So it was a... It, but it was also, um, I mean, it was a super incredibly sad time and people were dying. Um, but we it was a huge. about that. People it, were dying. People were dying. It was. It wasn't it was, just the flu. Like, people were alive. But in that then... crisis, you know, a lot of positive things came out of it, too. Just um, learning how to deal as a society with all these changes. You know, so. I love the optimism um, there. I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh my God, I had to deal with people oh, during really? this crisis that just. <laughs> oh my gosh, I grew lost. so much during that when, time. Well, you know? See, I, see, and I keep focusing back on the people that were, you know, wearing gloves and then rubbing their faces, right? Mm-hmm. I was I was the people that were picking their nose, and pulling the mask down, picking their nose, <laughs> and putting the mask back up, like defeating the purpose of the PPE, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I remember the stupidity, but, like, gas masks remember when people were wearing gas masks in the grocery store yeah. but didn't have filters on them so i'm yeah. like you're not you're just wearing a yeah. mask like, yeah you're doing nothing. well and you know unfortunately in anchorage like i still have been paying rent on my current commercial space i just got rid of that rent um a couple months ago and my landlord oh, was nice. super awesome um with helping me out mm-hmm. you know decreasing my rent because it was a hefty it was a hefty monthly payment um but definitely covid changed changed business in Anchorage mm-hmm. a lot more than it changed it here. Mm-hmm. I will say that, especially for fitness industry, um, restaurants, mm-hmm. a lot of people went out of business in Anchorage. So um, we weathered that storm and, and we were actually uh, still profitable and doing really great um, during that time. Um, but there was a point where when I started going through a divorce, I was like, I can't, you know, just jump on a plane. like. I have my kids. kids. Like, mm-hmm. I've got my my kids. And so we sold our house. I closed the Anchorage studio, um, moved, you know, 
moved back. Um, but we had moved back before, right during COVID. I was sit, sitting there thinking, my kids aren't happy. Why are we here? What's going on? So I flew. All right. Tells um, everybody. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We're I'm like, what? Are, what? Which Why is, am I here right Which now? is kind of cool. It was a reset. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. prioritizing. Yeah. Like, I want to be next to my family. Um, but, yeah. So I closed, closed Anchorage. And that was a really... Um, good decision. I it makes me sad because it was such a great business and we were really helping the community. Mm-hmm. But you know, I can't uh, live my life anymore for other people, and I think I've done that my whole life. Mm-hmm. People pleasing. Um, how can I show up for everybody else? And I've always kind of put my health um, on the back burner, and my kids have suffered greatly from that. So. Uh, definitely have gotten healthy in that way, you know. Yeah. Uh, so having one studio is like. It's incredible. Yeah, it feels chef, you can put all your yeah. one. You're not being oh, diluted. It's you know? Great. Yeah. And I was able to open a volleyball club for my daughter. So now we have a club in town and we're taking them to Hawaii and Washington this year and Vegas. And so I wouldn't have had the uh, bandwidth to to do what I'm doing now for my kids. You know, I don't miss games. I don't miss tournaments. So I think a lot cool. of people would be surprised as well to hear uh, basically overwhelming success that is literally was an overwhelming success you know what i'm saying like a lot of businesses when you think of business uh failure which i don't want to call a failure you know but you know what i mean yeah. like oh, when yeah, you sure. retracted whatever yeah. it is um they're thinking they can't get people in the door they mm-hmm. can't make money or, or whatever and there's always some issues but there's so much that goes into business like you can have like I said, people basically beating down the door from the moment you move back wanting what you had to offer mm-hmm. and that's what it felt like when at least when we were with you for those first few years like everything was just like go up more 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 and people were filling up like say wait list all that stuff um but yeah there's still a point where thing you know that's not the only part of businesses you know getting people in the door it's all the, like you're saying the management and you having oh, yeah. to be there all the time um so mm-hmm. anyways interesting perspective but yeah. glad you're back here and yeah have a little more time yeah. so would you say that you're more on the uh leadership style of because again we grow 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 now you've matured not saying you weren't mature but you know uh you've you've hit that point where she used to say seasoned. oh my god all the time <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> just like season now right so so are you more of the micromanager, if I don't do it, it's not done right? Are you laissez-faire? I'm like, hey, I want everybody to have creative freedom to do whatever you want, or are you somewhere in between? Um, I would say I'm more um, people create. Um, I'm not a great micromanager, which I think has been a really not great um, business like attribute. Um, I think if I was more of a micromanager, I'm a little bit more, I just try to hire people that are going to do their job. Mm-hmm. And um, I, like I said, I'm not a nuts and bolts type of daily stuff. Like, here's your roles. Like, I will definitely sit down. Here's your roles. This is what needs to be done. But then I, um, they have a lot of freedom to to do their job. Uh, so I definitely, am, I mean, I, I help and I, especially with Culture Ride, like it takes about three months to get somebody certified and do all the things. And, you know, if I'm mentoring somebody for personal training, that's that's different. But yeah, no, once they have the skill, it's pretty much like, okay, which is, I've gone through a lot of people because I think a lot of people need that kind of micromanagement. Um, and I didn't have great boundaries. Um, I love everybody and that's awesome. But as a business owner, um, having healthy boundaries is important. And that's another reason why therapy has been great. I didn't even know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It would get very convoluted. Mm -hmm. You know, I would um, blend 
work and friendship. And I, I probably still do that. I do that too. And I'm not great um, with that. And that has hurt my business tremendously because I've been taken advantage of a lot, you know? And so, um, and that's on me. Like right. that's, to I'm not blaming anybody else. Like everything that's happened in my business is a direct reflection of me. So, you know, I take ownership of all of that, everything that's happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. Nick can attest this for me as well in doing like real estate deals. I'll get to the end of a deal and just feel like screwed. And it's like, cause you, I really want to, we'll just say trust people, but it, it could be a variety of things, but I really want to just trust people to do the right things or whatever. Maybe or what your job is. Right? Yeah. Uh, and like, Nick on the other hand is the seller side to do their job. Just, yeah. Just do yeah. Your job. Not yeah. tell me like, Oh, Hey, you know, we're a week from closing, but I didn't even start on the repairs. Yet. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's, things like that Sorry. pop up, which again, it comes back to like you're saying, it's like, well, there's things I could have done two weeks ago to, to remedy this, but I was, you know, under the assumption we're, you know, at the same mental space or whatever uh -huh. it may be with employees, with other agents you're working with however and i, I see a, yeah it's the full gamut yeah no i see a lot with nick as funny as you're talking about that i think he's you're the opposite end of the spectrum you really want to micromanage people but you I pull want yourself to, but back I pull myself back i yeah. know it's my thing it's it's like well i have the answer i want to save you time yeah that's how it is like like blake i know what you you should be doing x y and z i see yeah. you're doing x and z let me help you with y yeah and then i realized no why is something nick created that's nick's thing yeah like if nick wants if, if blake wants it i'll share why with well you. here's the issue i've seen not, not with you but it makes it more frustrating when you again you want to be a micromanager you do really good at not you pull back especially in this field because you don't really have employees or independent right. contractors mm -hmm. and then the people that you give freedom to uh abuse it will say it is so freaking frustrating for you because you're just like i really wanted to micromanage that you know i, I really <laughs> just want this one email once a week <laughs> and you're failing i really feel like there could i mean micromanagement could be a great thing mm -hmm. in certain scenarios and you yeah. have to know the people you're leading yeah so, and that's the thing where i really struggle with people that aren't high performers mm -hmm. um because I, I don't even know what relatability. That, that's the it, problem. It's for hard me. to. I can't relate. To yeah, I don't that understand just that. Float through life like, oh, I got a phone call, so I sold the house. I'm like, good for you. Now make thirty more phone calls and get thirty more yeah. clients. It like, may be right. hard to tell on the podcast because right. he's so cheery and, and uh, wonderful. <laughs> but Nick is uh, not an average human being in, in life in general. Neither is Tina, to be honest. Self certified sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so like. so being relatable, it's like there's like one uh, out of a million is like Nick. So we joke know? that I have OCD and we <laughs> joke that I have autism and we joke that I have ADHD, yeah. but I probably have all. Yeah, yeah. I have a little bit of everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and yeah. I think that that's why some people are really high performers. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know? I mean, I think at this point in my life, though, where I'm at, I've been working at my business maybe 20 hours a week, maybe like 25 ish. Um, and that's been for a while while I've been getting emotionally healthy, you know, and uh, <clears throat> therapy is really hard, you know, and it, it takes a lot it's out exhausting. of you. It's very exhausting. And so I had to kind of pull back for a while and just allow myself to rest. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't even exercise anymore. I mean, I had severe anxiety, PTSD. Um, Did you ever look into like adrenal fatigue or something? I had like adrenal that? fatigue. I'm pretty sure. I uh, oh yeah, adrenal fatigue for sure. That's why I stopped spinning on the bike actually years ago because I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. So I teach off the bike um, mm -hmm. and cycling isn't the best for my body. It's not always good for everybody. You mm -hmm. have to know what season you're in and what exercise you mm -hmm. should be doing during that season, right? Um, so I've had to overcome a lot of mental health things. Do you, know? you think, 
and we'll, we'll do like a juxtaposition between, let's say myself and you, yeah. uh, like archetypes almost. Um, so I was recently listening to the book, Elon Musk, who's a guy who obviously has made a bunch of money, but like personality wise, an intense person, Steve mm-hmm. Jobs, same thing. These people, even Bill Gates, who They're seems- They're not people you're gonna invite over to your dinner party. Yeah, and I'm not, but in, in a smaller version of that, would you say, Whereas, like, they'll say me, I'm very even, like, throughout life. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think to accomplish these big things, there needs to be a little bit of this instability? Mm-hmm. That, you know, like, you're dealing with a lot of hard things that, to be honest, I don't know that I'll really deal with personally, mm-hmm. you know, which right. I'm, I'm happy about. But also, I don't right. know that I'll have the same experiences as you, yeah. like, doing this huge business in three locations. You know what I'm saying? Do you think there, there seems to be a, a correlation between, like, this massive growth factor and then the person doing it? having much bigger, like either personal issues or whatever it may be that they also have to overcome. Mm-hmm. Is, do you see some, something with that? Yeah, I mean, I think being uh, wildly successful takes a little bit of obsession mm-hmm. and a little bit of something different. And that's not why everybody, that's why not everybody could do it even, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I do think that, I think that um, I hope for all of those people that they are able to get to a healthier yeah. more balanced space. Well, here, let me give you an example that that reminds yeah. me. So um, did you ever meet Brandon Ferris, my cousin? I don't know if you knew him. It um, sounds really familiar. Okay, so he, right now, to like take it to where he is now, he's a big like YouTube star and stuff oh, okay. and makes a bunch of money, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but he is like an unbelievable guitar player. Like when I say not just like your family, although he is my family, like unbelievable. And people meet him and he would get all the time, he's like a savant, what would people say? Or he's like just um, born with this right. ability. He was right. in that movie, right? <laughs> no. Deliverance with yeah. the banjo? Yeah, it could be him. No, I wish, like, I'm trying to like not understate it, like unbelievable at playing really any instrument, but guitar was his thing. And I remember talking to him and he was get frustrated. He's like, I wasn't born with this. He would literally, he was 14 years old, or 16, he was 16 years old, he started homeschooling. He would do his homeschooling like an hour or whatever. He'd wake up at four in the morning. He would play guitar for 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I was like, who else is doing that? Are they born with it? It's one of those things. It's like, it's I, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play guitar 16 hours. His bit, fingers yeah. would bleed. He would like just crazy stuff. Yeah. He would sit in his home. And it's not like he did it one day where I was like, that was hard. He did it for like four years. Mm-hmm. We just wouldn't see him. He was a hundred pounds because he would, he would eat one meal a day, like all these crazy mm-hmm. things. And then you look at him now, very successful in the field he's at. He has that same like level of obsession. That same drive, yeah. But again, you get that weird, you get like, um, what's the guy who, um, oh shoot, Howard Hughes. Yep. Who's at the end of his life, peeing in bottles, mm-hmm. only drinking milk. So you have like this, not that you're doing that. <laughs> but there's, a, it's, there's definitely like this balance yeah. that happens yeah. where you, it is like you want something so intensely, but it also, it can detract so much from like the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I knew I had like an awakening, like a feeling um, I'm going to have cancer in two years if I don't change something. Mm. It was an innate knowing like wow. in there my gut, in my soul. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to be here for very long and I need to be. I have kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I had to figure out why I was the way I was. And my parents always at you know just the people i would attract and i was showing so many symptoms of childhood trauma but i didn't i had a great childhood like i don't remember all the things right yeah but i saw this thing on instagram and it was like you may have childhood trauma if and And it was (laughs) 
It was all of them. Yep. I sent it to my mom mm-hmm. and Sean at the time, and they were like, my mom said, what happened to you? Yeah. That's when I started to dig, yeah. and I figured out what happened to me, and I was molested as a child. Mm. And then I got into trauma therapy right away. Yeah. And, and like, I protects you from that. It that part. Completely blocks And that's why people it. are like, oh, you just don't. And you I'm like, know. I what do. do remember? I do remember. Mm-hmm. But I was protecting myself. And typically I've, wa- I've read a lot of books and typically the normal um, average person won't realize that they had been abused until they were like 55. And it's wow. because your brain doesn't feel safe enough mm-hmm. yet to remember the things, yeah, right? Or, or it's like, you know that they're there, you don't realize. So yeah. I had to dig a lot. I had to dig to figure it out. So as a father of three daughters, yeah. it not only like scares me, makes me unbelievably mad <laughs> when I hear stuff like this. Um, but it's one of those things that we're very aware of because it obviously it happens and it happens frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those hard things that you shut down as far as I understand you yeah. shut down yeah and the thought of that happening to one of my daughters and them never telling us because they mm-hmm. probably can't so yeah. we're trying to like preemptively yeah. you know be like hey yes. the, your body's yours like all Safe you know and, space yeah it's like you can tell us anything that you you know whatever yep. it's like, you know and again it's for the most part my kids are like home with my wife for me so there's very little right. opportunity for that right. but still it's one of those things that is just like overwhelmingly like um, you talked about when you had your daughter yeah. I heard this quote, and I don't know how I've never heard it before, and I'm not going to say it right. But basically, when you have a kid, you, your heart now walks around outside your body. And 100%. it's like, yeah, yeah. and it is it is so totally different where it's like, yeah. ah, something happens to me. That really sucks. If something happens to kids, like, yeah, yeah someone's going to die. You know, kind <laughs> of like it's one of those feelings. Totally. Um, totally. So that's hard to hear. But yeah, yeah. Glad you dug it out. Cause yeah, it, and it so changed it spreads, everything for me. Yeah. It, every you, What's really hard about therapy is then you just start to see the symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Like you start to recognize, oh my gosh, my overperformance, that's a symptom. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, attracting narcissistic or human coworkers or oh, just all the things. Oh my gosh, like this is a part of what happened to me and I no longer wanted to have power over me. Mm-hmm. So I was willing to do the work. And just like how I work on my business, that's how I worked on my mental health. Like I go all in. I, I went into the therapist with like a notebook. Yeah. Like this is what I, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, Isn't it crazy? I was only going to say funny, but it's not funny. Yeah. It's crazy how when you have something that like that that happens to you, yeah. your body in its protection mode like guides you back to that same situation over and over again. Like, oh, like, oh, it patterns. I mean, you just see your patterns. You yeah. see your patterns. And yeah. then you have to recognize your patterns. And break it. And then do different. Yeah. And so... Um, but I'm not just breaking like, you know, my trauma, but there's generational trauma in my family that I've, you know, had to work through too. So yeah, yeah, it's been a whole thing, but at this point, this is the healthiest I've ever been. Um, and so I've been moving really slowly. This is the first time that I've actually like been able to really pull back from work and just Pace really yourself. get well. I can work out again. Um, I can go into Fred Myers again. I had such severe people never believe me when I say all these things because I get up on stage and perform in front of right. huge crowds, but my anxiety was so severe I couldn't go into the store. So we would go without food for a couple of days. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but like that's I mean, pizza, mm-hmm. you know, just getting delivered. And then I would have so much anxiety to go open the door. Like wow. it was, it was yeah. getting to a really uh, not well <laughs> spot, yeah. you know? So now like the first time I walked into the Fred Myers with my son, I walked in and I was like, oh my God, I'm doing like, 
we're doing, doing this right now. Like we're in Fred Myers, yeah, you know what I mean? That's wild to hear. Um, so it's just incredible. Now I maybe deal with anxiety a tiny bit, hardly at all. I would say it's diminished about 90%. So on that, um, for anybody that's dealing with not just an anxiety, yeah. but something, cause I feel it myself, you, I think it's easy to hyper-focus on the thing. Like you're having anxiety in Fred Myers, you're thinking, how can I fix my Fred Myers anxiety? Where it's like you're saying, it's this probably root cause that is maybe yeah. seems unrelated to that completely. That's drawing yeah. That and if you're you. in Fred Myers and you're starting to have anxiety, um, you practice mindfulness. So you just you say like, okay, I'm going to find everything in this space with the color red. I'm going to pick out all the red stuff. What it does is it brings you back down to Reality. like, re, like I'm here in this space, like. And your anxiety can diminish quite a bit. So I've had to learn like mindful techniques and things like that to be able to, if I am dealing, to cope. Mm. Yeah, just coping skills to to get through those things. Yeah. Crazy. Well, so we're we're to today. I think you have a future. (laughs) Do you want to talk about your upcoming thing? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so... um, I still go all in with everything. I My mom was a real estate agent for almost 20 years. I love real estate. We flipped a property. I love updating. I mean, like I'm so into real estate. And I had to decide, do I want to go full in with my gym again or do I want something different? I'm definitely the type of person. I've been a personal trainer for about 20 years and I'm ready to learn and grow again. And I'm, I feel ready for that. Like, I want to be pushed. Yeah. I want to learn new things. Be a beginner again. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love being a beginner, even though it's so uncomfortable. I like that feeling. And so uh, I made a decision. And I was like, Mom, I'm going to do real estate. And she was like, why didn't you do it two years ago? I could have <laughs> given you all of my files. And I'm like, because I wasn't ready two years ago. I think if I went, in, went into this business unhealthy, um, it would not be good for me yeah. uh, because Especially I would go all in. Oh, it could <laughs> yeah. eat you up. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. And so. Um, it's not a relaxing no. career. <laughs> no. So I think I decided. Half my soul is still recovering. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think I decided like, okay, I'm going to go into real estate. And my mom's like, get in Peggy Ann's training. So it was like the next week I got in that training and then I took a, my test within like a week or two of doing the for the me stuff. as someone who's not like, with you boom. all the time this is very like this is not surprising to me like whenever you do something it's like all right we're like, here. Boom, 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 boom. yeah we're a lot of people like i've been thinking about doing real estate it's been 18 months i'm just about to take my test and she calls me he's like i'm already i'm ready to go i'm already <laughs> licensed yeah <laughs> i didn't even know what brokers you're hanging with totally totally yeah. um but i had been thinking about it for for years. I mean, really, mm-hmm. I've always been interested, but I thought we were just going to do a flipping business and we started doing that and then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So all the VA foreclosures uh, stopped. Yeah. And so I was like, well, you know, so anyways, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm super, super fired up about it. I'm going to start slow though. Um, it's hard for me not to want to just like go all in. I would like to take my time with it a little bit more, which right. is going to be tough for me to be quite honest, because I already feel that feeling bubbling up like I'm ready to just Well, you start at the right time if you're going to start slow because it's, yes. it's naturally slow right now. So yeah. if you're yeah, that's even... Great. It's like a good yourself, if let your leash slip a little bit and you go a little yeah. bit too hard. <laughs> yeah. You're still it's limited okay. by the market. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't start in 2021 where you're like, do, 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 do. I'm going to yeah. go slow. And next thing you know, you got 30 files. And you're like, and everyone, oh my gosh. Everything's falling apart and the yeah. world yeah. sky's burning. Yeah. I was just talking to my wife. I was like, I remember in, it was 21 or 22, I had a week I did like 78 showings or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's definitely a, a record I should have. Yeah. I was like, yeah. So glad to not be doing that anymore. Um, 
but no, we're excited for you. Yeah, I'm so super excited. When did, do you have a timeline on when like you're going to be selling and stuff, or what's um, the goal? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to happen organically for me, as mm -hmm. it just kind of typically does. I'm not like beating down anybody's door to like get going. Yeah, you know, right away. But so I think it will just happen kind of naturally. It's not something. You know, what's cool is like my gym is, does well, and so I don't need another job. I could just mm -hmm. do what I'm doing, but. I want to do something else. So it's kind of cool because it's not out of necessity. Yeah. Which is great. I think maybe if it was out of necessity, I'd be more like, right. okay, well, like, we got yeah. to get going. We got a timeline here. The thing we got to make money you, here. Totally. Uh, Joe Rogan calls it the FU money. But you get to build the business that you want, not the one that you feel like you have to build. Mm -hmm. and that's that's, that's yeah. where I'm at. I think yeah. that that's where I'm at in my life. And so tomorrow, my mom is going to kind of mentor me. And so we're going to do a CMA tomorrow. And so she's super fired up to, like, help me. Yeah, it's fun. You know, kind of learn the business. Get trained so, up. Yeah. yeah, get trained up and okay. get ready. Well, we hit our time limit, so I'm going to let oh. you take us out. Where can we find you at? What do you want to promote? Uh, let us okay. thank you for coming here, um, but you take us out. Yeah, so you can find me at FNH Fitness Studio, 1235 Airport, right over at Bamboo Panda. So grab Bamboo Panda and then come spin. <laughs> um, maybe don't. <laughs> then work it off, baby. My stomach would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm over at uh, Powered by Limburner Realty, um, and I'm hanging my license there. And yeah. I would love to work with you. Awesome. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate you. Blake, good talk to you. Yeah. See ya. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh.